it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, the great Luke Rodley uh, announcing us in there. It is a Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Paulie G. And uh, back with us this week, Ryan MS. Hope you enjoyed your week away, mate. I did. I did. It was um, good, apart from having to watch the football. <laughs> and um, <laughs> or more, more rapidly having to watch the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, the Tigers were pretty ordinary, that is for sure. Uh, Andrew Moldog, Mullen and Rowley with us, of course. Mate, you guys had a good win. Yeah, it was very... Uh... Very excited to see Manly get up. I mean, I was never in doubt, really, against the Warriors. <laughs> We've got a pretty good record against them, so I'm confident going in, and, um, yeah, good week. It's amazing, isn't it, that record? It just continues, and kind of like the Dogs beating the, the Storm again, you know, another team, a uh, bit of a bogey team, I guess. And Peter Hanscom, um, I'll tell you what, every every team's your bogey team at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. Playing about we're 10 points better than the week before. We'll get there eventually. Should only lose 16-0 this week. That's right, exactly. And then we can start working on the attack. <laughs> All right. Well, we've also got a, quite a few injuries to get to today. And we've got Pat Lyons with us, of course. Could you be health and injury care? How are you, mate? Good to have you back. Thanks, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. Would be better if those uh, Tigers could actually... Uh, get a win, <laughs> win or two, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, They're out of form right. and out of luck at the moment. We'll get to Aaron Woods uh, shortly, but let's talk about those Raiders players. And I'll tell you what, Canberra are talking about being unlucky. A couple of other big-name players going down in with injury. It looks like they've both been named this week, but Josh Hodgson um, playing on. He seems like a tough cookie with a badly swollen thumb. Uh, cleared of any breaks or fractures is what we're hearing. So I guess, you know, being the dummy half, how does that affect him even if he does play this weekend? Oh, I think if there's no breaks, fractures, they'll just sort of strap it up nice and firm and he sh- should be able to pass okay. I think he'd be all right. I'll, I'll expect him to play. Yeah, and I guess it's one of those things. He's been one of the outstanding hookers for Supercoach so far this year. And, and I guess there's some concern. Will he you know, play at that level? But uh, he just, he looks so, you know, he plays through. The fact that he played through it or came back on and the side, I think, was down by 20 or 30 at that point. So yeah. I guess it's a good, a positive sign. And, and, you know, these English guys have got a reputation. James Graham, Sam Burgess plays through, it seems, at everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, good super coach players to own when you don't have to fear injuries are going to curtail their day. Yes, I think, uh, you know, the big thing for there is, is it's not fractured and no injury as such. You know, it's just all, it depends how sore it is and whether he put up with that. Sounds like he puts up with it pretty well, so. Yeah, he's a key cog in that Raiders outfit, that's for sure. And Paul Vaughan actually got the start um, last weekend, a late, a late swap with Shannon Boyd. And uh, it was a badly sprained ankle and he played through it because they had a you know I think that Sean Fenson out concussion obviously the Hodgson injury he's got to pass a fitness test um Paul Vaughan one of those upside guys that a few players a few owners have got um what do you think for, for this week uh is he a chance a chance of playing or do you think that uh you know something like that it's a couple of weeks yeah if it's if it's a pretty bad sprain 
it's unlikely for him to be back this week, but you never know. Some guys bounce back quickly, but I'll be leaning more towards him probably not playing. Um, I guess pending the fitness test, of course. But um, <clears throat> if they're already sort of still up in the air at this stage, then you know chances are more leaning towards him not playing. I guess. And if he gets through the fitness test, comes comes off the bench, is there a risk of him re-aggravating it? Is it something that even if we hear that he's been past fit, we've still got to maybe lean towards leaving leaving him on our bench, as you know, as far as Supercoach is concerned, or do you think that that's you know that's a good enough sign to say he'll he'll be at a hundred percent? I doubt he'd be hundred percent if he's if it's that short shorter time frame after the initial injury. So. Um, if he plays, they'll probably trap it pretty heavily and they might even give him a painkiller to get out there. Yeah. Um, so he, he might not be at his best even if he plays. A, ris- a risky option this week, that's for sure. Either way, follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros to see those late changes, of course, before each and every game. Um, Siasua Takiaho, the Friday night game. You were out there uh, uh, watching the Roosters take on the Rabbitohs and it was looked a pretty bad um medial ligament injury, although now we're hearing a PCL rather than an ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about those injuries earlier in the year with a couple of other players. Uh, the four to six weeks, you know, that's the general time frame there, I suppose. Yeah, that's probably the shorter end of the time frame. So if all goes really well, I think they'll be about right. Sometimes they can be a bit longer than that. Um, but generally, you know, it's not like one they do usually need to do surgery or anything like that, so... Um, let it calm down and then get some strength back in the knee and then get him back out there. Roosters have a bye in round 11, around 12, sorry, so maybe you're looking at round 13. If you own him, you've got to really shape that team for origin. He's probably an easy one to sort of trade away this week for someone that's going to play in round 12. Um, the big one, for, from our point of view, Aaron Woods, re-injuring a left ankle, there's scans confirming he'll miss up to six weeks, they're saying. Um, oh, the quote here is, the scans have revealed ligament damage and bone bruising in his left ankle. Um, mm. The medical staff are advising four to six weeks. You know, without knowing the full extent, I guess, of the original injury, etc., how, how does it look from your perspective? And also the fact that, you know, Wood's trying to get back for the test, trying to get back for origin, you know, he might really be pushing it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back closer to four than six because I reckon he'll be pretty keen to get a game or two in before Origin time. Um, and they, you can kind of get away with it if if they're happy to sort of give an injection and strap it heavily, and you, you just sort of hope that it doesn't get irritated too much by the you know the trauma of playing. Um, so my guess would be that he. Just because of what's at stake, he'll probably come back a bit early. Mm, it's going to be a toss-up there, I suppose, if you own him. If you're going to hold on to him, he's a high price. You may still have to, to let him go, even knowing that he might come back in two or three weeks. Also knowing that, you know, if he is ready, uh, he won't play round 12 because, of course, he'll be re- be resting or waiting or preparing for origin. Um, so either way, you're going to miss him there in round round 12. Uh, Robbie Rocco fractured his arm in training. Um, this guy's a you know a sneaky super coach option. He usually um, does reasonable scores, a high floor player. They're saying up up to 
10 weeks, they've got to remove a plate in his right arm because he's been fractured for a second time. Um, you know, can you sort of explain that one for us? Uh, well, they probably want to be pretty conservative if they're taking that plate out and give it a really good time for some bone to heal back up again before they expose it to any big trauma like a, you know, a game of NRL. Um, so they'll just take the conservative line there from the sounds of it. Yeah, and, you know, it goes without saying it's, uh, you have to move on from these players with that length of injury. I think the other one that you know isn't going to miss any game time, but it was interesting to watch Andrew Fafita clutching a left forearm. And that was broken previously. He's one of the big studs in Supercoach at the moment. Is there any fears there going forward as a Fafita owner? Could could something happen? You know, re-injuring that that arm, or is it really just more? It's on his mind, and and with the game sort of. Maybe it wasn't out of the balance, but, you know, Cronulla had the lead. He just left as a precaution. Yeah, did he actually go up? I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it could be the source. So I, doubt, I doubt it would be broken again, but um, maybe it's some little mental demons there. <laughs> um, He's yeah, certainly the, the player to own, maybe even the best choice as captain this week, so I think there'll be plenty of owners hoping... He's not going to go off early this week and then be right until it's time maybe to let move on from him in origin time. Mm-hmm. All right, Pat, thank you so much. Of course, uh, Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, you have to get down there if you live in the Sydney area, www.coogeebay.physio, 9665-9667 to make a booking or simply go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com, where you click on the link and you can get uh, 20% off as a um, Supercoach Pros friend. Um, make sure that you, you go there. It's not just sporting injuries, back and neck, you know, if you've woken up cricking the neck or sitting funny at work or, or at the home computer, whatever, go and see Pat. It's well worth it and, and you know, enjoy that 20% discount. Pat, thank you so much and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, of course. It's a pleasure, mate, as always. See you next time. See you, bye. Yeah, and I guess Aaron Wood's the, the big one there if you do own him. And worst case, really, for New South Wales, Australia, and our team, the West Tigers, Ryan. Yeah, that's right. Um, they don't have don't have much going for them um, at the moment, and that's just another um, another issue they've got to deal with. And, yeah, I think if you've got him um, super coach wise then you've probably got to get rid of him. Yeah, can only agree with you there. Let's look at the... Top players from uh, last round. No one hitting the three figures this uh, this week. A tough a tough round in many respects. Um, Trent Merrin, I tell you what, he was on a lot of people's radars to get rid of only a week ago, but very up and down this year. Big 99, topping the pops there from Apisai Corusau. Two massive weeks in a row, 97, and he's a must, probably a must bring in. Um, Andrew, looking to next week purely for that price rises. Well, it's a short-term cash cow, isn't he? I mean, this year, he's not playing this week and probably back, or probably another two weeks out, sorry. So, yeah, he will pop up in price. So, yeah, a little bit of, if he can burn a trade, he's worth a bit of cash. Yeah, he did come in a little bit pricey uh, to begin with. So I guess that's the one thing working against you at 320000 But still, you know, you can get something out of him at the moment. Ash Taylor, a guy just playing at a really high level at the moment, 96 points for him, perhaps belying, you know, these tough matchups that we thought that he might struggle with. Um, so, you know, it's one that where you're trying to predict, you know, he's a, he's a top 
sort of quality young player, but he's really um, proving himself even from the beginning at the moment for the Titans. Isaac Luke is back um, playing at his peak there, 96 for the Warriors. Uh, Justin O'Neill for the Cowboys taking advantage um, there of... of a couple of well, he got a kick. I think he scored a try from a kick, and an overall good game. Andrew Fafita, ninety-three. We mentioned him in the injury report. He looks outstanding, a real stud. Tahu Harris, ninety-two, came back from um, playing in the centres to the second row as a late change there, and really relished that. And Dylan Napa, Pete, how incredible was him? On uh, was he on Friday night? We'll talk about a bit more about him uh, shortly. But ninety points for him in that game, that win against the Rabbitohs. Yeah, he was absolutely dynamite. You know, thought before the game, I thought that the Roosters would give him a bit, bit of a bit of a shake, but um, I thought the South's forwards would dominate. But you know, the, he just took on the Burgess brothers pretty much single-handedly and came out the winner. And and Sam admitted it after the game that he that uh, Dylan Napa was basically uh, the, the Roosters' forwards beat him through the middle, and he was outstanding. Some big hits and some great runs um, in great nick. Yeah, Cameron Smith also hitting 90, and Corey Norman and Kieran Foran right up there in the high 80s, along with Steve Maddai, Jake Friend, James Tedesco, Ben Hunt, Aiden Guerra, and Michael Ennis also uh, polling very well there. Um, I, I guess, Andrew, looking at, at the round, a couple of disappointments. Roger Tuovasa-Shek, I think, was a huge one. It was a great matchup, but maybe, as we said at the start of the show about that, in fact, the Manly play so well uh, against the Warriors, and we've got to start looking at, at some of those intricacies of, of the matchup that that might might change the trends that we've seen in 2016. Well, that's right. I mean, we said that last week when Milford only scored 37 against uh, the Titans. Um, you know, he's just the little things you've got to keep in mind. I mean. I was I was sure that Johnson was going to go large against uh, Manly this week just because Manly's defence hasn't been up to scratch. But then, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Manly seemed to have the wood on the on the Warriors. Just I guess things like that you've got to always keep in mind. Just you know, it's not always that predictable. I mean, it it, it it'd be a very ga- easy game if it, if it if it was. So yeah, um, keep in mind of bogey teams, even though I don't really believe in it. But yeah, you you got to take those things into consideration. It happens, and, and Johnson's 51, don't get me wrong, it's not the worst score in the world, but we expected a lot higher, and that was, you know, the stats bore out that it could go much higher, and it, maybe that bogey <laughs> element playing into it. Guys, I know it's uh, still a long way off, but uh, we've, we've got to talk origin already, because obviously with Supercage, we've got to plan things well in advance. We're getting questions on Twitter about it, um, something that we, you know, want to sort of discuss to discuss on tonight's show, looking, I guess, stage one, and that's just prepare, pre-preparation, the buy rounds, how to plan ahead. Uh, a good strategy, if you can, even if you can get eight players that you know are going to play in round 12, eight for round 15, and a further eight in both. So that obviously gives you one more up your sleeve if you've got a stud, you know, origin play, just a rep player you don't want to let go of, or, and, you know, got an something regarding an injury, but if you're starting to look towards that 8-8-8 eight, 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 uh, at the moment, it should hold you in good stead coming in to round 12, where you can, of course, make the four trades if you have to. Um, let's have a look at those teams that play in round 12. The Broncos, the Tigers, the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Bulldogs and the Knights. 
that they don't play in round 15. As for playing in round 15 and not round 12, you've got the Rabbitohs, the Storm, the Warriors, the Roosters, the Titans and the Seagulls. And the big two that play both are the Dragons, who aren't in form, and the Eels, who are. Now, Ryan, where do you... You know, if you're looking at that balance, are there players from some of those teams, particularly the round 12 teams, that you you could maybe target from even this week? Well, yeah. Um, I definitely think, especially um, teams like um, for round 12 with the Raiders, um, if you haven't got um, Hodgson in, I think he's he should be in your team, um, especially for this reason, um, you know, and apart from the fact that he's playing very well. Um, the Bulldogs obviously have a, f- have a few guys who are, well, I guess with Embi, he's, you know, he's cooling off a, fair, a, a little bit, um, but he's still a viable option at the moment. Mm, um, the cost is, is where you're kind of stuck with him now. I mean, he could lose, you know, 30000 40000 this week. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's one of those risky risky ploys, but I guess um, a guy who might cost you and will play is better than a guy who's definitely not going to play. Um, as for um, as for the other teams, Knights, well, there's probably not a lot there. Um, the Tigers, you don't know who's going to be in that team um, around that time, and uh, the same with the Broncos. Um, I will say that Milford will be there regardless because he was part of that emerging Queensland fiasco at the start of the year. So mm. apparently he's not going to get picked. Um, doesn't matter what happens. So, yeah, he could be Well, I wanted to ask you guys that to. because Milford and Napa, you know, are guys that are front and centre, I guess, at the moment. And, um, yeah, is there any chance, or, Pete, I'll throw it to you, is there any chance Kevin Walters reneges or, you know, do you think it's safe if you own these guys? Um you know, play them with, with confidence. Milford for round 12, you're holding on to him. Napa for round 15, the Roosters play. Is there any fear at all that Walters changes his mind? Oh, I think if you get Kevin Walters change his mind, there'd be all this controversy north of the border about the value of the Queensland jerseys being compromised, etc., etc., etc. We'd hear it for 24-7 for, for weeks, I think so. As Good as like Milford has been outstanding this year, and I said Dylan Nathan not outstanding. And you know, if they had behaved themselves, I'm sure that they would be right in line for Origin jerseys. But I, personally, I do not think that Kevin Walters, like you know, new coach uh, for Queensland, um, there hasn't been you know touch wood a, a stack of injuries to their first line, so he can't sort of use that as an excuse. I think that certainly they will not be selected for Queensland, and I think you'll be be quite safe to to have them in your team. All right. Well, you know, let's say you're, you're putting your, your eight in there. Andrew, you've got these round 15 teams like the Eagles, the, the Rabbitohs, you know, Storm and the Warriors. I guess that's a bit easier to feel than those first eight. But what about the teams that play in both rounds 12 and 15, the Dragons and the Eels? It's going to be tough to find eight players that, that are worthy. Uh Sorry, Pete. I, I I wouldn't have any Dragons players. They're just not worth that at the moment. I, I'm sorry. Maybe Mitch Rainey. I mean, he's getting a lot of getting a lot of uh, tackles done and and you know making a a lot of runs. Maybe he's overpaying his hand a little bit. I think it's a contract year. The, the Jack um, DeBellin, I thought might you know because he's getting consistent fifties and sixties. Yeah, um, yeah. Just again with those base points, obviously not going to be getting tries. You know, like Widdop 
can't convert it. Because <laughs> honestly, I, I'm not trying to be mean. It, it, it's the way it is at the moment, you know. Like I just, I can't, I, I can't, I can't trust them. Um, but I mean, when you look at the Eels, you know, Foran's not going to be playing um, Origin, but again, he doesn't really convert his his great play into super coach points. But then you look at someone like Gordon and um, Pete. He's, he's a good hooker. He's, he's going to be maybe even fighting for an origin spot, you know, maybe a bit later on down the track. So he, he's got got it all to play for. So, yeah, I'll be looking more at the uh, Eels players than they are the Dragons. Are, are Kieran Foran and Corey Norman now guys that you can safely bring in, Ryan? Is there any danger there bringing in one or both those guys in the halves? Because it is a great origin draw for Parramatta. Yeah, look... Um... Currently, I don't think there's a problem, but I mean, there is a little bit of water to go under the bridge. Um, but to be honest, I think they're both they're both pretty good gets, especially um, around that time, and especially considering that that's that they play both of those rounds. And um, if the years continue the way they've been going, and those two players continue the way they've been going, um, there's a possibility that um, even beyond those rounds, that they're that they're in your team. Yeah, and, and I guess the other side note is the salary cap issues. If Parramatta start losing points, you know, how does that affect them? Maybe it's a positive. Maybe they have to pay even better to, to get back those points they've lost. Maybe it becomes too big a mountain to climb. But for him being, you know, from New Zealand, he's not going to play Origin. He's going to play every Origin round because Parramatta play rounds 12, 15 and 18. I think that's a good one. Um Pete, what about Corey Oates for uh, Queensland? Is is there a chance that he gets he gets selected there? I mean, the Broncos play in round twelve. He's in a lot of owners' lineups. Um, is that something to worry about as a Corey Oates owner? He's uh, Corey Oates is an interesting proposition at the moment. Um, he was, as we mentioned on the show, he's going uh, gangbusters and then come back from injury and has appeared to be a little uh, hesitant, I think. I don't think he's 100% fit at the moment. No. And we've heard from Pat um, Lyons tell us that, you know, when he first came back. Look, he's not going to be right yet. No. And I don't think, even though, like, the Broncos won 26-0 last week, I still don't think that they're in a, a, their, their greatest form, nor the week before against the Titans. So he didn't get that much chance for, for involvement, I don't think. I think if his form picks up, I think he's certainly a very, very big chance of being selected for Origin. Um, you've got Billy Slater missing from last mm. year, so Justin the Hodges no longer there. That's right. So you know, move Boyd to fullback or English to fullback, and jeez, uh, what a choice, eh? And then um, <laughs> bring Corey in on one of the wings. Jeez. Yeah, Dane Gagai would be the other guy. Yeah, probably hoping to get a go there, but they could fit both in. Um, you know. If Inglis goes to fullback, Chambers and Gagai in the centres, and um, Oates on the wing with Boyd. Yeah, All right, well, sure. let, let's have a look at the New South Wales lineup. They've got more. Uh, they've got more headaches, I guess, or options or drama with their selections. Um, James Tedesco, Andrew, is he going to get a go? Because Tigers, of course, play round twelve. He's in most people's lineups. Um, is he going to get selected for New South Wales or is he going to be safe for you to to hold probably throughout the, the origin sort of season if he doesn't get picked? Oh, I mean, how can you not pick him? I mean, he's, 
He's the, the form fullback of the comp. But Laurie Daly, to me, he's scaring me a little bit the way he's talking about loyalty and and experience <laughs> and, and stuff like that. I mean, we copped a fair hiding. Um, yeah, I, I, I got a feeling that he's going to stick with a very similar team that it was last uh, in Game 3 last year. So, I mean... Obviously, I like I said, I, I would have Tedesco in the Origin team. Um, so does Dugan go to the wing? There's no Brett Morris this year. You know, Will Hopewade's been playing better, but you know, is that how you accommodate him? Because I couldn't see Josh Morris or Michael Jennings missing out personally. No, I think I think Teddy's going to get a, a go on the wing. If I'm honest. Okay, um, so Dugan's playing fullback and Tedesco Dugan be fullback. I, I think. So <clears throat> yeah, and I, I I don't know if Hopper will get a another go this this year. Again, you've got to somehow get James Roberts in there. So they're the probably two debutantes that um, we're probably looking at this year in the back line. And the Blues did that way back in the 80s and early 90s. Players like Michael O'Connor, Andrew Eddinghouse, and playing you know essentially out of position, but finding spots on the wing. So it's not well, unheard of. No, well, that's right. It's, it's old Jack Gibson, you know, just get the uh, best, the best players, players in the players, team yeah. and, then, and yeah. make them work. Uh, well, a couple of other ones, maybe if you're saying they're going to keep, you know, and I agree. And I and look, I kind of agree that I think Daly's going to do it, but I disagree in saying it's a bad thing. I think it's proven that in origin you've got to have the guys that have been there before. And I know it's not easy when you're blooding players and things haven't gone well, but to chop and change every year, I don't know if it works. So I think he's going to go down that path. Um, whether it works or not, we don't know. But, but, but Ryan, does that throw up, you know, Blake Austin or Adam Reynolds? I mean, these are other guys. Austin plays, you know, for the Raiders in round 12. Adam Reynolds playing round 15 for Souths. You know, are these guys that are going to get a Blues jersey? Uh, Reynolds might, but um, Austin is no chance. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, as Andrew was saying, the whole loyalty thing, it, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any great surprises. I mean, he might be just totally pulling the wool over everyone's eyes and he'll just pick who he wants on the on the day but the fact is he said that you know Austin and Caesar at the time were too green and then you know he said that but he, he's kept very quiet on Reynolds who coincidentally mm. I guess has only played one game so yeah. <laughs> you never know um, and he's got you know Trent Hodkinson it's hard to know what he's going to do there Mitchell Pierce probably not going to get selected so some someone's got to come in and Reynolds has probably got the most runs on the board yeah, Adam, that well is. that's right he does and to be honest I, I think you know I don't think it's a bad bad call for New South Wales but that's for a different show um, <laughs> but um, yeah it's going to be it's going to be tough to pick but I, I yeah I still think that if they go with you know you know mo- mostly the loyal the loyalty card and so the guys who are still fit then I get I guess in those positions um Adam Reynolds is a, is a safe bet yeah and you know we're not sure because he's coming back from injury this week yeah you're probably not rushing to pick him up in your lineup anyway so Maybe he's just not a super coach option, you know, at this stage. 
This is Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. More Origin Talk next week. We're going to keep going through all that vital information leading up. We will pick our teams in a few weeks' time to help you along, but right now really just looking at those bolters and also preparation. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at SupercoachPros. Also on our Facebook page, give us a like there. Make sure you go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com, because uh, you can see the recaps already up there next week's uh, previews or this round coming up previews should be there by the time you're listening to it pretty much certainly by wednesday evening they're up and on the website there so definitely worth uh having a look there www.supercoachpros.com important information and those recaps they're they're invaluable just to get that information if you haven't been able to watch every game not hard to do well we can do it for you and it's all free, www.supercoachpros.com. Let's look at the price predictors, Jarvid Bowen and Kerrid Holland, leading the way uh, with massive price rides expected. They're both to, predicted to get into the 60s again this week, 71000 for Bowen, 68000 for Holland. Um, Tia Maria Martin should go up again after a nice round last week. 74 points predicted for him as well, which could see him a 40,000 increase. Jackson Hastings continues to climb. He's got a really good uh, matchup this week. Could go as high as 86, so that would see him go up 39,000. Solomon Akata, um, Andrew, I know you're a big, big fan of his. Uh, with a 73-point score this week, he'd go up 34,000. And, and let's face it, it's, it is possible, especially with the new-look lineup that we're going to talk about shortly for with the Warriors. Yeah, he's, he's an equal-leading try scorer. I mean, you've got to get the point scorers in your team, don't you? So, and, you know, he's great at busting tackles and making tackles. And, I mean, he's, he was relatively cheap a couple of weeks ago. So if you didn't hear my tip then... Uh, <laughs> You can still yeah. get him in, but you've, you can still it would have been better then. He's still, you know, <laughs> mid three hundred thousand, so it's it's pretty reasonable for someone who is going to score your points. Tedesco's got his bounce back game this week after two weeks ago having that uh, lower score than his usual, so he'll be right back into business there. Although with Origin looming, you know, there's other decisions to make. Ash Taylor. Um, Really overperforming at the moment, and hopefully you 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 were able to hold on to him if he did go. And unfortunately, he's gone from my team because of you know three into two didn't go. Sometimes it works that way. But when you've got guys like Hastings, anyway, I mean you know embarrassment of riches for young halves. Cameron McGuinness, he's been awesome. Episode Coruscant, we talked about before. Ben Hunt's got a big rise in line as does Bryce Cartwright. So a couple of other players of interest there. Let's go through to the round seven teams now. Uh, and the Seagulls and the Eels, Andrew, both teams, um, as per uh, last week's um, team list, and why wouldn't you, with two very impressive victories. But how do you see it going from a Supercoach perspective? I think it's going to be a, a tight one up in the forwards. I mean, they're both coming off good wins. The Eels this year, their defence has been rock solid. So I, I can't see Manly, any Manly players scoring too many points against them. Um, and and likewise, uh, Parra, Parra have been good in, in attack, but I think Manly's defence is really starting to... Um, I mean, I've been watching them closely, so uh, their, their defence is a lot better than it was in round one. So And, and they're back at Brookie, so it's... A, I mean, it's going to be a tight one for me. So I don't see any massive jump-out scores this week in this game. Yeah, it... That, that's a very good point because of the um, matchups. I guess some of the Eels outside backs that you're looking at, um, looking at Manly, 
Jake Dvorovic, Marty Tapao, Tom Dvorovic, Matt Parcell. But but like you say, not big scores. I bet the best score there um, is Jake Dvorovic, 62. So you know, not so easy. The Eels, maybe some of their outside backs, they're not that well known for big super coach scores. But, uh, you know, maybe Michael Gordon. Fullbacks have been doing well, though. Tavasashek didn't last week. Maybe Kieran Foran. Otherwise, Nathan Peets. Uh, Junior Paulo there, you're just looking at those you know, those main names. Cowboys and the Rabbitohs. Uh, Ryan, we see you know, Cowboys going with the same 17, although Cavusi's named as 18th man. We heard some buzz around Kane Linnett returning early. Keep an eye on that. Bowen's playing really, really well in the left-centre position, but um, keep an eye on that if you're trying to bring Bowen in this week to get that big pay bump. Um, because he might not end up getting that third game. Souths, well, the big one is Adam Reynolds back. Um, and Cody Walker was was a bit of a shock there. David Tyrrell also back. Tom Burgess is um, starting. Nathan Brown, George Burgess back to the bench. Damon Cook now 18th man. What do you make of those South changes, Ryan? How's it going to affect things? Was Cody Walker the right choice to go, or is Luke Curry a lucky man? Um, well... It's it's hard to say, really. You'd, you'd probably think Kiri was lucky, but I, I think maybe experience got him over the line in terms of um, in terms of that starting spot. Um, mm. We'll see what happens in the future. In there, um, being that Souths are a little bit up and down so far this year. Um, look, the standouts are Souths. I, I I think it's going to be a bit of a um, a bit of a boon for the back rowers, uh, Gresmol. Obviously, Sam Burgess um, and Paul Carter off the bench. I, I think that that's where it's going to be for the um, for the Rabbits, um, for the Cowboys. Um, I think, yeah, they're 11, 12 and 13, so Cooper, Lowe and Tamalalo. Um, yeah, I, I think that's where their, their points lie. Uh, obviously, um, Thurston and Reynolds, Morgan and Kiri are all going to have a, a say in it, but it just depends on... Um, which which side comes out dominant? I think, and I think that's probably more likely to be the Cowboys. It's interesting though because Souths beat them last year, and I think it was the last game they won all year, and and the Cowboys ended up winning the comp, so it was a bit of an outlier. Look, maybe the Rabbitohs cause another upset here. I, I don't know. This, this this one could go either way. I agree with you with Sam Burgess. Cam McGuinness could end up getting eighty minutes, so he's predictor of sixty two. He could go much higher than that. Um, even some of those backs like Kymel Hunt. Um, Maybe they can surprise. Um, obviously, it'll be a big watch on Adam Reynolds. Look, North Queensland, they're obviously playing at a high level. Supercoach-wise, hard to sort of nail down too many. Javid Bowen's going to you know, continue to, to be a, a, a guy that you want in if he obviously ends up playing. Um, I think he'll, he'll still do well points-wise. Ethan Lowe's there, Jason Tamalolo, you know, Gavin Cooper, as you mentioned, Ryan. They're predicted to do, just as you said. Uh, let's look at the next game now on the Saturday, and it's the Gold Coast Titans versus your St. George Dragons, uh, Pete. Uh, Eddie Pettiborn added to that bench. Maybe Greg Bird, who's fighting a, suspen- a possible suspension uh, tomorrow. So Pettiborn named his cover. Benji Marshall back. That's a big in for St. George. They've dropped Peter Mataudia. Khalifa Fi-Fi lawyer comes in. And Jake Marchetto also out. Saliva Havili in for him back in. McCrone named as, uh, well, 18th man, although he's wearing 19. 
Um, this is a tough. This is a tough one to know what quite what's going to happen, Pete. I agree. Um, we've spoken about Ashley Taylor tonight on tonight's show and on previous ones, and as you say, he's performed above expectations. He's up against the Dragons this week, who, who were notorious for not letting him super coach points or two. That's sort of changed a bit, I think. And I think you can, I would expect uh, Ashley Taylor to to get some points this week. Um, Marshall, I don't rega- regard as a very good defender, so I think that's where the majority of points for the super coach would come from for the back line for the Titans, for mine. Once again, it is hard to say. Someone like Ryan James is extremely consistent. Nathan Friend tackles everything that moves. But apart from that, it's, it's pretty, pretty hard for the Titans. Uh, we did also speak, of course, about Ignatius Parsons starting off the bench uh, previously. Uh, with the Dragons, uh, Dugan, you know, is fantastic in the second half last week. But the rest of them, uh, like Nightingale and Aitken, but, you know, they're not big super coach players. Mike Cooper, I thought, put in a pretty decent effort. So uh, Cooper and DeBellin, if he can come back, back a little bit of form, might be worthwhile. Uh, Mitch Rain said, like, his hooker counterpart for the Titans is a tackling machine. So you get yourself a few points there. But, yeah, there's nothing really big to write home about in terms of, of super coach there, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, right centre's the interesting one. And was a bit earlier in the year, Titans have fixed that up a little bit defensively. I, I don't know if it's a coincidence with Tyrone Roberts being out. But... Um, Eight can still predicted to go well above his average, so could be a sneaky daily play there. And uh, obviously, uh, Mitch Rainhookers generally do well on the Gold Coast. Um, the, the Gold Coast Titans themselves, well, Zeb Taya, their best. Ryan James uh, also up there, and obviously if Bird ends up playing. And I think Pete, you're mentioning Parsi and Taylor. Also, should do quite well. I was impressed with Cameron Cullen last week, by the way. So that'll be one to watch, whether Roberts gets his spot back or not. I guess uh, remains to be seen. But Cullen's got a fair bit of ability, that is for sure. And, uh, you know, they're, they're full of players there. They've got Kane LG sort of out for the year. He's still to come back. Ash Taylor, of course. Um, good things happening on the Gold Coast. Let's look at the yeah. Bulldogs and the Warriors. Um, the Warriors, well, they've finally made the big change. Jeff Robson's out. Tumalala Lolahehe is into 5-8. Jonathan Wright and David Fusatua on the wings there with no Solomon... Uh, with, oh, sorry, with Solomon Carter in the centres. No Manu Vadavai this week. Bodine Thompson also returns in the second row, allowing Simon Mannering to go to lock. Sam Lassoni takes Jacob Lilliman's position at prop. So Lilliman's back to the bench. Five-man bench there. Conrad Hurrell, or Hurrell is still named on the bench. And Canterbury, well, they played the Monday night game, Ryan, so they've named the same 17 with Lloyd Perrot as backup, but doesn't necessarily mean that would be it. But it looks like they came through unscathed with that good win. Who's the super coach options in this one, Ryan? Can the Warriors um, bounce back? It is in New Zealand, even though it's a Canterbury home game. Yeah, well, look, the one thing that I did notice, um, and I think will do good things, um, is Lola here at, at six. Um, for the Warriors, I, I think yes. that's been coming a, f- a fair while coming. Yeah. Um, and look, they weren't um, horrible against Manly. Um, Manly were just far too good, but um, there were still um, good signs there um, for the Warriors. Um, I think uh, Tuivasa Shek um, will possibly get back to um, to what he knows against the Dogs. Um, Isaac Luke, um, I think, will possibly. Um, 
ha- have another good game um, after last week's um, good super coach game. And um, obviously you have Thompson, Hoffman and Mannering who, who work pretty hard for the Warriors for the Warriors and get good base points um, anyway. Um, for the Dogs, you have your you know usual suspects, Tom and Graham. Um, Kerrit Holland, he's a, he's a big one and he's, he, kick, he kicks goals and um, he's, yeah, you think he scored 81 last week. So um, I think he's there. He's the, he should be in your team um, given, given that he's um, cheap as chips. Um, and also <laughs> Curtis Rohner, I, th- I think um, he'll have a he has a pretty good matchup against the um, Warriors' wingers. Is he the buy over Bowen if you can only get one in this week out of the two cheapies? I would say so purely on um, goal kicking. It puts Holland over the over the edge. Yeah, and yeah, we mentioned Solomon and Carter before. He's got the the biggest upside in this one. Um, Tuvasashek as well. Bodine Thompson backs good to see. Then you've got Manolino, um, Luke and Mannering, as you mentioned, for the Warriors. The Bulldogs, well, I mean, any one of these these guys could go large, and that's the that's the thing. Um, against the Warriors, we've seen it time and time again. I think Steve Maddai having a big game, you know, of all people, <laughs> sort of not a one that's normally on the supercar Supercoach Raider. So, as you mentioned, with Holland, Will Hopawade up there. Even Moses Embo has been very disappointing last two weeks. You're probably not still owning him because of his cost, but if you play the daily leagues like fan sports, then maybe Embo is worth a, a shot, especially if you add in a couple of teams. All right, Broncos and the Knights. Brisbane, well, they're still 1-17. to 17. The Knights um, bring back Sione Mataudia for Jalen Feeney. This is a bit of a mismatch, Andrew, but can the, some of these Broncos big names like Hunt, Milford, Roberts, Parker go really large against a team like Newcastle or will it be just be a matter of, of a cruisy victory and, and we almost see a drop-off in Supercoach output? Well, it's not on a Friday night, so I don't know how the Broncos are going to play. <laughs> it's a bit foreign to them. But, um, no, I mean, take your pick, I think, for the Broncos this week. It's it's a good um, good week to pick your... Uh, Pick your captain, and and you know, with them playing on the on the Saturday, maybe a good option for a, a, a the vice captain loophole. We'll go into it a bit later on, but mm. um, yeah, I think I just can't go past a, a, a Parker or a Milford this week. On you know, Milford running rough shot and Parker converting goals that are you know under the sticks. So. Uh, yeah, I think one of those guys is probably going to be the captain's pick. As for the Knights, I don't think um, <clears throat> there's too many you can actually look at. Pat Matauti has been okay, but, I mean, I think his price is... He was cheapy. Now he's mid-200. I think it's time to probably sell him off um, mm. and, and pick up maybe a Bowen or or, or a Holland, you know, just to kind of upgrade the uh, you know your pricing there. So... Um, no one really in Newcastle, I think, is is going to be doing well this this week. Interesting with Brisbane because Corey Oates has a massive upside, and we've seen the injury. You know, but I mean, you could you could risk it the vice captain loophole because it's not a big risk, of course, on someone that just has massive upside like Oates. But I do agree with you, Ben Hunt, um, in particular, gets that big uptick. Amazingly, um, Anthony Milford, not as much left. The left halves for Newcastle haven't been doing as well as, as the right halves. 
um, or playing against Newcastle, I should say. So Ben Hunt, they're probably the one you're targeting over over Milford if you have to choose, if you have the opportunity to choose one or the other. And then, of course, there's always steady as she goes. Corey Parker, look, the Knights, it's, it's slim pickings. You've probably got a few of their players because they were cheap, as Andrew mentioned. He probably should be starting to move on from them. Corbin Sims has been good. You've got to give him um, credit. He's moving out on the right edge now. He's the best there. Sam Mateora, he's probably evened up now in price, especially in daily leagues, so he's not really an option there, even though he had some good weeks earlier. And after that, maybe Tarek Sims, but it really gets a bit dusty. Let's go to Sunday now and look at the Raiders and the Sharks. And um, the Raiders have named the same 17. It was a pretty disappointing effort last week, although Vaughan, back in 16, you know, he's got to pass a fitness test. He started last week with Shannon Boyd on the bench. Um, so we still watch that one. Follow us on at Supercoach Pros for that last um, minute information that you may need in that one. Cronulla. Well, they've added Jason Bakuya for Luke Lewis, who's missing a week due to suspension. Pete, this should be a pretty good game down in the nation's capital and maybe some super coach points on offer there too, particularly if Canberra can get their act back together. Yeah, well, you'd expect... Um, like I was quite surprised, you know, we're hearing this five-day turnaround a lot, but it may have had an impact on the Raiders uh, last week with going from the Monday night big win against... Yeah, win against Canterbury to, the night to the, to the day... Game. You know, that that also adds some time as opposed to day to a night and a five-day turnaround. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, for the Raiders, I would expect, um, you know, with Austin and Caesar, another couple of, another game under their belts for them to, to start scoring some points, I think. Um, I think teams may have worked out Black Austin a little bit from where he was last year, but I think oh, that scintillating form he showed last year, but I think that the, uh, this week, for his owners, I think that uh, he and Caesar should uh, be scoring some points there. Josh Hodgson, you know, you have the Canberra find these, these really good English players. It's it's excellent recruitment, and he's been a, a superstar field and super coach-wise. Uh, Papali's been great form, you know, had a good deal for Queensland. Uh, Whitehead and, of course, the old stage of the super coach there, Benson as well. You expect him to, like, he's been a bit, little bit inconsistent, not quite getting his 80 minutes, but I think he's got to start hitting his straps shortly as well. Um, for Cronulla, um, Ben Barber has, has been going quite well. Um, and, and I would also expect uh, Andrew Papita to do well down there. It's going to be a big forward battle. And, of course, Paul Gallant, you know, the usual one, will, uh, will no doubt be scoring some points um, again as well. Fafita and Gallant are the ones... There, otherwise, it's a bit of a tough matchup for the Sharks. Yeah. And as you mentioned, um, I think English import Whitehead could be the best there. Josh Papali as well, and uh, maybe Jordan Rapana. There's one for your daily leagues like Fan Sports. Um, big, big score last week, of course. Uh, the... Down there last went to Golden Point. It was a Golden Point win to Cronulla. So yeah. I think it might be a close one too. Let's look at a game that probably won't be that close, the Tigers and the Storm, Ryan. No Aaron Woods, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Ava Siumanofagai takes his spot with Joel Edwards getting the spot on the bench. Storm unchanged. Um, is it just going to be Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne? Um, you'd think so. I mean, yes, the Tigers do have a good record against Melbourne Leichhardt, but I really don't think that they have the cattle at the moment. Um, Obviously, Tedesco's 
um, playing great. Um, but Moses and Brooks are just so up and down that's just hard to pick anything. Um, Robbie Farah is decent, but he's not worth, um, you know, his output isn't worth the money at the moment. Um, yeah, so I can't really see a hell of a lot there for the Tigers. Uh, for Melbourne, um, Cameron Munster, I think, um, well, actually, I think many any of the backs um, should go okay because that Storm forward pack um, should go pretty well against um, against the Tigers um, with, with, with Woods out. Um, and um, when you measure up Kevin Proctor and Tohu Harris, up against Lawrence and Hallatow just in size alone. Um, they're, they're certainly going to be dominant throughout the game. I, t- I tell you, you had a big game um, last week, or at least looked likely, is Nelson Asofa Solomona. So that could be a guy that you're getting in a decent price. That, yeah, if he's going to have a breakout game, it'd probably be against the Tigers. Yeah, look, that's a definite possibility. <laughs> Jesse Bromwich is the best predicted there from Cameron Smith. Surprisingly enough, the Tigers have been pretty good uh, this year um, as far as stopping Supercoach points. Fullbacks have found it particularly difficult. Cameron Munster, who you mentioned there, but you know this is a team that's without Aaron Woods. Um, Jim Simona also out. They looked looked a lot less with him out and um, youngster Nathan Maloney in. Um, as for the Tigers, it is the James Tedesco show. Surprisingly enough, Melbourne have been leaking Supercoach points to fullbacks all year, so we could see a three-figure score there. Kevin Nagoma was awful last week, but he still has that upside, as does David Nofaluma. The final game is the Monday night one, Andrew. Um, Roosters v. the Panthers. No, Siasua uh, Takiaho. That's a big loss. Um, Mitchell Frey coming back there, and Penrith. Well, they've added Tyrone Beachy and Elijah Taylor to a six-man bench, but it looks like Peachy probably going to be left out again. Penrith are looking quite good at the moment. Yeah, I like the looks of both both teams' uh, forward packs. Yeah, I think they can both score well against each other. Um, and out the back, I think DWZ, he's, he's, I mean, his star's only going to rise. I think he's a super coach star in Big weight. So, last week. So, I mean, take your pick out, out, out the back for the... Um, for the Panthers, uh, I kind of have to eat my words with Jackson Hastings a little bit. I didn't think he's, he was going to be going, going this well. His kicking game's really picked up, and I mean, if you haven't got him by now, I think um, you know he's still predicted to price rise a little yeah, bit. So it's not money. too late to jump on the uh, Jackson Hastings train. Yeah, you got to sometimes you got to bite that bullet and and swallow the pride. I mean, we all said here we loved him, and a couple of weeks leading into the season, obviously with a lot of halves coming up and him not playing as well, you know, it was easy to go in another direction. So, but he's turned out to be the one. Nikarim is back in um, the halves because, of course. Um, Tokiaho injured, so that's something that we should mention as well with Guerra in the second row. But certainly, um, Hastings is, is now the dominant playmaker there, and um, the best predicted. The Panthers have been horrible against left halves. I think it's the Jamie Soward effect, to be honest, in defence. So that'll be interesting. Jake Friend and Dylan Napa are also uh, right up there as good options um, for uh, the Roosters. And meanwhile, Penrith, well. You know, the Roosters have not really put 
have not really been able to um, have that same hold on teams supercoach-wise as they have over the last three years. Guys like Trent Merrin, Josh Mansour, Bryce Cartwright um, getting good upgrades, Matt Moylan. Although Bryce Cartwright is, is more steady, but he's got that high average. And even Peter Hiku, he's been pretty good for Penrith. Could be one to watch. We've got to move on to our tweets now as we're reaching the end of the show. Uh, got one here from Josh. Hey guys, it's my first year of Supercoach and people keep mentioning the VC loophole or the Vice Captain loophole. Loophole, can you explain how it works? It's pretty sim- simple, I guess, Josh. It's more really uh, designed for people that are novices at Supercoach. So if they don't um, get a score or the captain happens to not score, their Vice Captain gets those captain points. But um, people... You know, the more experienced uh, Supercoach community players have been using it by naming a vice-captain early in the round, playing maybe Thursday or Friday. And if that player gets a big score, let's say 100, 110, 120, they could bring in a player that they know is not going to play from their bench, name him as captain, and at the end of the round, the vice-captain will end up getting those captain points. And not only um, do you get that double points from your vice-captain, but your lowest uh, non playing um, scorer will also be added to your score, so you get a, a double hit there. Used mainly over Origin in past years, but you're finding more and more people using it um, every week, Andrew. I know generally we're not a proponent of it, but I guess the other week, you know, when we had a few downers like Anthony Milford, it could have come in handy. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a nice little trick. It's it's a little bit cheeky, but I mean, haven't fixed it yet, so why not, eh? Yeah, that's right. Um, look, no, you're right. They've got to fix it. We prefer not to use it, but you've got to if you want to compete, you know, with your opponents, you've got to use it. So it's something there for you, Josh. Um, Drew Johnson asked about Origin question for tonight, boys. Thinking of getting sixteen players, seventeen with the auto-emergency for 12 uh, and 15, uh, assuming it means rounds 12, 15, to make up ground overall, what say you? I guess, Pete, you know, we covered that earlier for you, Drew. Um, it is very important. It's not It's not a must-do. You can sort of throw your origin rounds, particularly in head-to-head, but, you know, we've given... We've hopefully, earlier in the show, Drew, we've given you some options there. Yeah, I think we covered it pretty well, didn't we? We talked... Went through the the teams about the players um, of the teams who, who have the good draw over origin and the ones who don't. Um, so, And we also had a closer look at those players uh, for Queensland who are very low, not playing because of indiscretionary this year. So, yeah, no, I think we, we covered that uh, that, uh, that pretty well. The origin, as I said, may not have as, as big an impact in your, in your head-to-head anyway. It is interesting, Drew, because in, in the earlier years of Supercoach, it was a big way to make you know make up ground. But as the years have gone on, and I think now you can go Supercoach Gold and, and you can click one button to see the buy. So it's it, everyone's sort of on a, on a closer to level playing field. So if you're looking at that overall, um, you know, it isn't as easy as it was in years gone by, but it's something you've got to use every tactic. We just mentioned the vice-captain loophole. That's a good tactic. And so is, you know, making sure you've got, got 17 guys for origin. Um, Dale the Ninja asks, well, Woods has to go now. I'm thinking for Lowe or DeBellin. Uh, who's a better option in your opinion? I don't care about the buys. Maybe even Tim Grant at a sneaky and less risky option. 
Ryan, um, Tiger for Tiger. I'm, I'm not convinced the way that, no. <laughs> that they're going, but uh, maybe Lower De Bellin's uh, safer. Lower De Bellin are the much better choices than Tim Grant. Um, that's not to say Tim Grant isn't um, doing good things for the Tigers. It's just not great super coach wise. Um, yeah, and out of Lower or De Bellin, you'd have to pick low, I, I would imagine. Yeah, and Lowe, what we've seen from Ethan Lowe is he starts the year strong, and this happened last year. He might taper out, but he's good for you for a little while going forward. DeBellin's a safe option. I think he's got a high floor, but you're saying you don't care about buys. Maybe you don't care about origin performers as well. So maybe you can look at... You may already own some of these origin players, you know, um, like Corey Parker, um, even Matt Gillett, you know, but... I don't know. I'll throw it to you, Andrew. Are there other names that, that crop up? Well, if you don't care about the buyers, I mean, or origin players, if you don't have the guns in your team by now, now's the time to start thinking about it. Maybe even someone like a Tyson Frizzell. He hasn't been scoring great points, so he's probably at a good price at the moment. But for those two names, I mean, you're right, Paul. I think Ethan Lowe is a go-to, isn't he? It's Tohu Harris, you know, that big game last week. Is he okay to go to, or is it just too risky because he's playing um, in the centres occasionally? It's a bit scary with him being in the centres, but again, that's it. Just shows as soon as he goes into the middle, he can he can score some points. So, I mean, maybe that time in the centres is good for you to you know for him to drop a bit in price so you can now you can afford him. So yeah. Yes, it's it's not a bad um, not a bad option to look at. Simon Mannering, the other one, moving back into thirteen, playing the middle third with Bodine Thompson back. You may not be able to get a better price than that if you're not worried about the fact that you know he's going to be missing round twelve there and round eighteen. Last question, happy hour um, at Supercoach Pros. Do I get Milfin for Walker this week or do I wait a week? I assume it's Cody Walker, not Dylan Walker. Pete, look, Cody Walker not named, but that situation between Keary and and Walker as a, alongside Reynolds. That's far from settled, I don't think. Absolutely. I've, I've been really impressed with Cody Walker this year, both on the field and as a, as a super coach, to be quite honest. Um, Kerry, for mine, hasn't really sort of gone on, and he's been found out a little bit more defensively this year. Um, hopefully, well, for Adam Reynolds' sake, he's back and, and back there rock solidly. Yeah, I, I've thought about this one. I, I think that um, I'd be tempted to to hang on to Walker for another week. Um, although we're saying about the, the Broncos having a pretty good matchup this week in terms of buying Anthony Milford because they're up against the tie, up against um, uh, Newcastle, I should say. Um, I I, no, I'd be tempted to stick with Walker for another week. Yeah, it, look, it, it's a tough one. If you've got no option and you're just trying to bring in those guns, you're not that worried about cost, you know, sure. Milford... He could lose a bit of money over the next couple of weeks. So it might not hurt you, and Walker might get back. If you've got other options and you want to get rid of players and Walker's, you know, he's not going to get a bad score because he's not playing. You can hold on to him for another week. So it really depends on other guys there. Well, gentlemen, it's been a big, big show, and we've finally reached the end. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, We'll see you again next week. Yeah, no worries. Pete, thank you. As always, I hope your Dragons can get a much-needed win against the Titans. It should be a good game either way. Thank Close. you. Let's hope that at least they score a try. <laughs> Maybe they'll go and just kick a field goal. 
Yeah, well, get something anyway. <laughs> and Andrew, thank you so much. Good luck. Big game Thursday night, of course, against the Eels up at Brookie. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's always going to be it's always a big one against Parra. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see it as well as, as a neutral. And I am, of course, uh, Paulie G. That is the end for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast for another week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SupercoachPros. Give us a like on Facebook. And, of course, go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.